Hi, I am Dmitro Shvets, your host at the Start Global Insights, where I interview experts in different countries about local business secrets and international expansion experience. Konnichiwa. Watashi no namae wa Dmitro desu. Anata wa Nihon ni tsuite no episodo o kiitemasu. So, from my poor Japanese, I hope you understood that we will talk today about Japan. And my guest uh, is uh, an expert from Japan, Satoru Madono. He has more than 40 years of experience in project management and international finance and helping international corporations to enter Japan. He has also an extensive experience in academia, teaching people in uh, university uh, to make business and finance. And a very great supporter of Ukraine. Hi, Satoru. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. That's my pleasure. My first question is how to name you correct in Japan. Yeah, so uh, I, I, I call you Satoru, you know, or Sat, but if we would first met, how it is correct to name you in, in a polite way? I think that Sat is fine. Everyone calls me Sat and easier to pronounce. Is it still so that you should be like um, very polite and call on the last name you know, or? In Japan, at, uh, we, we call each other by, by the family name, so that they call me Madonna-san or Madonna-san. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Madonna sounds like uh, pretty Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds like. <laughs> not, not Japanese <laughs> completely. Uh, yeah, yeah, it sounds like in between McDonald and Madonna. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but um, talking about this uh, this issues, Japan has a mysterious image. Yes, yeah? so for foreign companies, still uh, it is treated as a very closed uh, and conservative country. From your experience, how would you uh, describe uh, maybe the main uh, differences between Japanese and uh, U.S. or European business cultures? I think that uh, Japan is uh, is uh, regarded as a pretty conservative country. An inward-looking country, and I think that's true. And then because this is an island country, isolated from the rest of the world for a long, long time, especially after that World War II, Japan succeeded in rebuilding and then developed into a, a huge economy. But uh, that period, Japan didn't have to depend on foreign investment try to create uh, its own capital and then try to avoid that, uh, uh, try to remove the foreign competitors to come into our market. And then in, in pretty much inward-looking, narrow-minded, anti-foreign investment sentiment has been prevailing over the last uh, uh, 70, 75 years, I think. And, and Japan's too close to the United States. And, and, and the feeling towards America has been pretty much distorted. Okay? Uh, and then they had a strong say to Japan, especially in the foreign policy. And then they tried to come into this market, try to purchase Japanese companies, but a Japanese bureaucracy system and then politicians all against that, and then somewhat succeeded. But on account of that, Japan has been becoming slowly and slowly uh, losing the competitive age. That's what happened for the last 40 years. But people's mindset has been deeply pegged into this uh, pretty nationalistic uh, view to that uh, 
foreign investors. In that sense, that uh, we are pretty much conservative, and the economy tried to set up uh, a lot of barriers against uh, foreign investors. A good example is a uh, uh, car market. Now the China is the largest car producers, and second is America, and then Japan is third. Okay, but uh, foreign cars made in USA, made in Germany, their percentage of uh, market share in Japan is less than 10% in total. So Japanese are willing to buy Japanese car. And this, this situation is still like that, yeah? So this protectionism of the local market has uh, not changed uh, recently. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's stupid. But uh, I, think, uh, I think when you look at the car market, you know, because of the overwhelming market share of, of uh Japanese car producers like Toyota, Honda, Nissan. I think that the dealer network is definitely in favor of the, the, those big companies and inclined to get the benefit on account of that. And in foreign car producers, they have their own very tiny uh, dealership chain, but because of the size, their costs are high and the prices are high. So that uh, I think in a sense, it's a, it's a sort of a tragedy both Japanese and then foreign investors as well. This is a good good example. I don't think that personally made in Japan stuff are always superior to the foreigners, but uh, some of some of that the stuff from abroad is so much better. Uh, it depends upon the product, and it depends upon the services. But because of this uh, once established uh, pretty protectionist market, that's very difficult difficult to change. So every time and in everything that when that the foreign capital come into this market, it's a huge battle. Mm-hmm. It's now we buy Apple and, and then we have our IBM computer, we have Microsoft, but Japan is the only one developed economy where IBM mainframe could not achieve 50% market share. Japanese government tried to Foster, Gross, uh, Hitachi, Toshiba, NAC, and Fujitsu, and then they oppose that uh, IBM mainframe system. Of course, mainframe is at out of date, but that is example. Mm-hmm. And, and, but you know that uh, globalization, especially after the collapse of Soviet Union, which is already at the 30 more years ago, started invading this market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is a, this is a pretty much difficult uh, market for anyone to come into. Mm-hmm. So this is in terms of the the protection of the market. Uh, but if if the foreign companies are coming, they do. Yeah. So they they still uh, sell well, dep- uh, sell in, in, the, in, in Japan. I think it depends upon the product and it depends on the uh, nature of services and it depends upon that uh, uh, way of approach. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then service industry penetration is much easier. Okay, yeah. Mean, so you look at those Microsoft, and then look at those uh, uh, Apple, and then and then you know Google, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, service industry penetrate anyway, and it's difficult to to set up barriers like a medical treatment, doctors' business, and things like that. Japan is pretty much notoriously protected. And which I hate. 
which caused an enormous problem in dealing with this uh, pandemic treatment. You mm-hmm. know, doctors union always oppose and such and such things, and, and then that caused a lot of problems. But uh, because that the standard of uh, uh, sanitation or standard of, of medical treatment is relatively high, probably one of the highest in the world, death rate and things like that is probably that uh, minimum in the, in the world. But mm-hmm. still, we could have better better treatment, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is about the, I think, the innovation. Yes, yeah, so the innovation uh, appears where uh, it, the different cultures or different uh, approaches combined. Yeah, so you, you, you mix different uh, people, different approaches, and then you have this innovative solution. If you are in I, the old I, situation, I, then... Right, right. Okay, uh, but it's uh, it's still interesting to understand uh, how to approach the Japanese market, yeah, and how to understand uh, how you should behave there uh, to be successful. And you have had a lot of experience with foreign companies that were entering the country still, or despite the protectionism that uh, is uh, from the Japanese government. Uh, what are the, the the main mistakes that uh, were done by the uh, foreign companies when they were entering Japan? It's very diff- difficult to define, but uh, you know that uh, uh, regulation-wise or uh, uh, decree-wise, law-wise, there does not seem to exist uh, obstacles to come into this market. But when mm-hmm. they come into this market, they recognize, oh, Jesus Christ, this is uh, uh, an unrestricted uh, uh, trade barrier thing, type of thing. And the people's mindset were the labor relations and things like that. And you better, better know that beforehand. And ultimately, you better have a very good uh, tutor or have a, a local partner or someone who is teach you how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, in any trial, the longer it takes time, the more cost you have to bear. And the best way is to make shortcut in, in that preparation stage, I think. So m- most companies were unprepared and they uh, went alone without local partner. That was the mistake. Uh, depends upon the cases. In the mm-hmm. case of big company, like an IBM or a big pharmaceutical company or, you know, the car company. Uh, nature of business is uh, currently driven in a big company. So that uh, they have uh, a lot of uh, Japanese counterpart in mind. And uh, they've been dealing with uh, for so many years. So that from the very beginning, they set aside a huge amount of money to enter this market mm-hmm. and then try to hire people on account of the experience. But uh, the most important to succeed is that uh, which type of people you pick up, which type of people has a uh, passion in doing that uh, business with a foreign company. Mm-hmm. And that sort of thing is very difficult, I think. Mm-hmm. And 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 then normally U.S. company, you know that uh, many people used to work who after the bank uh, became that the so-called headhunter, and and then they say, oh, the most difficult thing is we try to find out 
uh, the people with business background with the capacity of English. But the good English speaker are not necessarily a good businessman. True, true. That sort of thing, you know. So uh, that's really difficult, I think. And so how how uh, it is now with language? And you know, uh, if if you would like to make business in Japan, do you do you need to know Japanese, or it is uh, okay with English? Well, I think that Japanese language is more important, of course. You know that uh, uh, the standard, the general standard of Japanese command of English is pretty poor, very poor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you 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 can do well in Japanese language, it's better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a little English. So you, you you probably need to find a local partner first that uh, is speaking English and Japanese, of course. So he, he should be a local one, and then he will uh, proceed with uh, with uh, negotiations and with uh, understanding the market. Yes, and what's more important in this case is that that fellow has a very good uh, understanding of the, the nature of the business. When you are the pharmaceutical company, nature of the business of uh, pharmaceutical business or, you know, R&D of uh, those uh, uh, creating medicine and things like that. But but if, if we were talking not about the big business that is um, willing to be established in, in Japan, I mean, not, not to open the factory there or hiring people, but just to sell goods for small and medium enterprises that are willing to go to... Uh, Japan is as a market, yes. Yeah? So, for example, I I had uh, an experience of uh, berries producers. They made uh, packaged uh, berry juice uh, that mm -hmm. uh, they started to sell to Japan. It was very hard for them to get this first sales, but it was still possible. So, the Ukrainian small Ukrainian company that uh, managed to do that uh, for Japanese market. Uh, and if, if we are talking about this type of business, so if if they would like to to enter Japan, what steps would you advise them to do? Yes, I think that it's a good target. This sort of thing I've heard many, many times, but this is a food business, so that uh, the company have to find out a good agent. And is it okay just to contact them by internet, like cold calls, or you need to be introduced to establish the connection? Well, of course, it's better to contact them through someone influential to that company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this uh, this personal but, but, personal relation issue is still important. I think so. I think so. Unfortunately, it's very troublesome for for us to do that. But uh, you know, this insider oriented market is a pretty much insider market. Mm -hmm. And then and then and then if you know someone like that with such a business record. You know, those that the mutual check has been always going on. That's the most difficult part of any small company to succeed in this company, not limited to Ukrainians. Mm -hmm. right? I became independent, okay, since I left the bank. Mm -hmm. I'm teaching at university. I started my own consulting firm. Mm -hmm. Okay, but uh, without knowing my... Uh, past history, uh, they will not meet me. Mm. Right? I was the head of product financing of the largest bank, the largest national bank of, uh, of this country. So that always I called that the number two guy of Mitsubishi Corporation, Itochu, and then yet, yet, yet. And they know me, so, but uh, 
when I all of a sudden I got any pendant, and then from, when I make a priority from the, the bottom people, they say, oh, Jesus Christ, the son of a bitch, right? And uh, this sort of economy, and uh, which I hate, mm-hmm. but you so- have to de- develop your own network at least. But of mm-hmm. course, uh, someone could assist you to that mechanism, to know the mechanism, how to survive. So yeah. it look it looks like the country is uh, like an egg, yeah, with a very thick uh, outer outer part, yeah. So the most difficult thing is to get in to the country, yeah. So when when you get in, when you found somebody, then it is much more easier sort of these insiders to to go to the market. Yeah, That's so the, right. Once you succeeded in getting to the market, it's something like a domino, depends mm-hmm. upon how you behave. Mm-hmm. If once you establish that the trust from a, from a trustworthy people, uh, then that uh, it would be the domino depends upon how to you how do you move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and initial it, initial access is pretty important, I think. And it is it is important to do it on a high level of management of of some some people in in big organizations. Yeah, so this it is still important this hierarchical structure in japan that's that's right but at the same time that uh, who is the key person in handling the small business okay of course that uh, uh getting to know that the top ranking people may be helpful but that they will retire soon but you have to find out anyone in the anyone influential in the working level especially mm-hmm. when you say that uh, selling that uh, uh juice one ton of juice or two ton of juice or, you know, how many thousand gallons of juice. It's a small business. And that business is normally carried out by that uh, uh, working level people. And mm-hmm. you have to know that who is a key person in the working level people. You know, important mm-hmm. the business point is that uh, search for key person. Okay, key persons everywhere. Depends of the nature of the business. Key persons are not necessarily in the top ranking people. Okay, good. So uh, the the key person that is responsible for sales, for example, yeah, in some distributor or or yes, dealer. Yes, that that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And especially like in this case of juice business, it's a small business to a big company, probably. Mm-hmm. Right. And then and then and then probably that the big juice seller. They do not uh, uh, take this an important transaction. From mm-hmm. the small company, okay, well, I will start this and I, as an icebreaker because this must be delicious and the quality is high relative to prices because that, uh, it's a fast shot to this market. They have to make a discount. And in a small and medium size trade, I may say, okay, I, I better try. You know, mm-hmm. it's a small company, right? Mm-hmm. And then those uh, dealers dealing with those companies are, are not a big shot in the in sales division, but mm-hmm. uh, very keen in business, right? Icebreaker, mm-hmm. but will will grow big with that mm-hmm. kind of mindset. Uh, that is a key person in this case. Mm-hmm. See, the key person is different. Uh, depends upon the transaction. Okay. I think that uh, you are right. This is not uh, a target for the big trading company. 
So then, then you need to go to Japan to to find a partner. Well, I think that, that that's too much <laughs> for the for the for the product you sell. Uh, uh, cost of trip is too high, and probably best way is that uh, you collect those small companies to set up set up a group of companies to provide uh, commodities to sell in Japan. Say in the department store, like cluster, cluster of uh, some industry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that uh, so this uh, say uh, month of uh, July and the month of September, there's a Ukrainian uh, product uh, show, I think like that in the de- uh, department of store, and mm-hmm. then and then and the small companies uh, put up their product and they send the bulk to Japan and then. And sell in in a department store in, in Tokyo, mm-hmm. and they see that uh, how those retail shops are running, mm-hmm. and that sort of that sort of trial may be helpful mm-hmm. for, for them to know. Because of the uh, uh, because of the difficulties to enter the country, you need to join the forces. If you are especially if you are small or medium enterprise, then you, you should. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be in the cluster yeah, yeah, and right. then together enter the the, the country. There, there you can see that uh, possible partner. Mm-hmm. And if the partner is at the Ukrainian origin Japanese or that the Ukrainian living in Japan, that's maybe more helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay. But but coming back to, to negotiations, yeah, so uh, I heard a lot of things that you should behave correct on... on uh, meeting Japanese business uh, you should be respectful and uh, you should follow some rules or etiquette uh, because uh, if not then nobody will talk to you yeah so for example I heard a story group of companies negotiating with Japanese business and then there were several people in the room uh, mostly younger people and one old guy sitting on the chair in the center of the room and this old guy was saying nothing uh, and other uh, younger guys were talking and negotiating, but then at the end of the uh, meeting, the old guy uh, just went out of the room, and uh, it appeared that he was the decision maker. Yeah, so nobody knew that uh, they would <laughs> would need to talk to him, but he didn't speak. Yeah, so he he was just listening and then making a decision about this negotiation, and they they didn't uh, succeeded in this negotiation. Uh, and and the other stories. How it is uh, for now? What what you should know when you are talking to local business? How you should uh, follow the etiquette or some some things that uh, American or Western companies not do? Well, I think that uh, what you say is uh, possible now, but uh, a little out of date. So the, the the situation changes. Yeah, the younger generation takes the. Uh, and the positions, yeah, and, and you can freely talk like, like like we are talking now. Yes, but very slowly, I think. Uh, like in, a, like in, a, <clears throat> in the case of U.S., I think that, that depends upon the quality of the business, uh, depends upon that uh, uh, responsibility given to that young chap, uh, they are definitely more active. And then, mm-hmm. in, the, in the case of the, the Silicon Valley, uh, those uh, young chap who just uh, left uh, uh, McKinsey, they are very vocal and try to make money by themselves. Mm-hmm. And it, that such dynamism 
we are in short, unfortunately. Yes. But uh, all the etiquette, uh, I think it is destined to disappear. Things on the way. I, I thought so. Yeah, so I thought so that this globalization is uh, influencing all the countries and all over all over the world. The internet but, uh, and and all that stuff. But the big problem with respect to Ukraine is probably that the same situation as in in the case of the negotiation with the U.S. counterpart in the U.S. I think that everyone. Uh, does not know much about Ukraine, okay? Mm-hmm. And and uh, Ukraine as a nation, Ukraine economy as a whole, has been with a very shabby track record, mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. and uh, no great leap forward, and uh, no great uh, growth, and always internal struggle, and intervention by oligarchs. And and, and and that sort of thing is uh, is a uh, uh, people's mind, mm-hmm. and uh, under such circumstances and such conditions, it's very difficult to anyone to uh, be exposed to risk. Yeah, I so we need we need to build build the new image or yeah, to, yeah, to show yeah, yeah, to show yeah, other. And then under such circumstances, to start new business line with Ukraine is not easy. Mm-hmm. They have to persuade those orders shot internally, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and and uh, did you have a ch- chance to work with local business associations or chambers of commerce in Japan? How possible it is to use them to enter the market? You know, I think the best way is to have a tie-up with a local chamber of commerce, right? But uh, if it's too local, the market is too small. The Chamber of Commerce may be that uh, pretty big city, like a Chamber of Commerce of Osaka, Chamber of Commerce of Yokohama, Chamber of Commerce of uh, Kobe. Mm-hmm. That sort of is, is helpful, I think. And, and uh, by the way, how does it look like uh, the whole Japan is more centralized, like you need to go to Tokyo, or uh, as it was before, provinces were like more independent and each province has own rules and it is better to understand what province you would enter or what what regions what city how it is now well there are trend is urbanization is everywhere in the world mm-hmm. and then and the concentration to the bigger city is still going on uh, so that even a focus on the major big cities and also making use of that uh, that tie up uh, you already had uh, something I suggested about Kobe. Okay, Kobe happened to be a sister city of Odessa. Hmm. Okay? And, Kiev, mm-hmm. and Kiev has been at the sister city of Kyoto. Okay. Mm-hmm. Making use of such kind of uh, connection. Okay. And uh, Tokyo's everywhere. Tokyo has everything. Okay. So, uh, uh, and then and, and Tokyo is probably the Tokyo, Yokohama, Kawasaki, Saitama, Chiba. It's a sort of one city, mm-hmm. close to 40 million population. So if you do something, something, you'll be Concentrated in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. And also in, in the Kansai, Kobe, Osaka. How, how different is the culture between people, uh, between regions of Japan? You don't have to... Pay attention to that aspect much. 
Anyway, you are pretty nice. Very difficult. <laughs> Everything will be already different, yeah. <laughs> in, in any case, uh, well, uh, as I as uh, I know, as uh, I know, for example, uh, in terms of United States, yeah. If, if you are talking about United States, everybody are saying that U.S. is one country, but uh, in fact, this is fifty. Uh, 50 different states with yes, dif different yes. people, different cultures, different different mentalities. And that's well, why... The U.S. is the federal, you know, yeah. United States. Mm -hmm. And the state has a strong say. Mm -hmm. But in Japan, is Tokyo has a strong say. Okay, local government has been permanently subsidizing money from the central government. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's a totally different. It's a one country. Okay. Tokyo is a one country, and, and pretty much uh, uh, centralized economy. Mm -hmm. I have I have found some stereotypes about Japan. Uh, can we briefly discuss them? How how true they are? Oh, no problem. Yes, yeah, so Japan's uh, business culture is formal and hierarchical, and it requires respect to seniority. Well, I think that uh, maybe so. But we are more and more casual. It is maybe more to, uh, to governmental segment yeah, or to big corporations. I think that the uh, uh, framework is, yes, but uh, uh, reality uh, has been deteriorating. Mm -hmm. Big company are not necessary to respect. Big company is not necessarily uh, prevail, I think. You know that the end of Soviet Union is a collapse of the, the smoke stock industry. Uh, traditionally, big companies are from this uh, smoke stock industries in Japan, and then and then and then a lot of smoke stocks are destined to be gone. Like a power company, steel company, steel companies still in Japan are very competitive in, in the world, but mm -hmm. the power company is just bureaucracy, heavy chemical. Uh, petrochemical, mm -hmm. uh, chemical mm -hmm. companies are still good, but because of the shift to the fine chemical, mm -hmm. okay, so that the big company are not necessarily great. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then another one. Uh, Japanese people are extremely hardworking and loyal to their companies, working there over time and even dying from overtime and long hours. I think Japanese people are working inefficiently. Not uh, not uh, uh, hard working, I think. Mm -hmm. Physical workers probably so, but so called white cars are not so so hard working, I think. But uh, I've, I've I've heard this this stories when when for example a Japanese um, white collar he is going to office and then he stays there overtime till the late at night and then uh, to save the time to go home and back he stays to sleep in the street to to go to the office in the morning. No, no, not not sleep in the street, but uh, uh, yes, I so I I I when I was busy, I was in the bank. Uh, I cannot get back home sometime, but, uh, still I think that time I, I was, I thought, I do not think I was very effective that time. Way mm -hmm. of working as a team was very ineffective and which has to be changed. And I think it is changing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, recently those IT people, you know, their way of working is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
24 hours. Uh, yes, at, 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 uh, I think so. Yeah, 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 and also that uh, you have to also work from home. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. Um, so the next one is that uh, all decision making is very long in Japan and very consensus uh, and group oriented. Unfortunately, probably true. And I think that uh, that has been changing, but uh, it's because of the overemployment of white cars, I think. You know, when I was a bank, I was the head of product finance. I needed a good uh, section chief and then the people report to him. And then I, I all what I need is that uh, uh, I, I make report to the president. But actually, in between, there's a deputy president and the board of governors and the board of and 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 then our directors. There's so mm. many people as as uh, in between that the me and the president, and that's uh, the 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 symbol of inefficiency. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> such kind of thing is going to be, uh, I think, revised. I think, and but it's changed. And then, and then it too, it takes time for us, for the people to, to decide as an organization. Mm -hmm. But, but I think this is, uh, this, the norm of the corporate world in the whole world. So if you have, uh, uh, several departments or several heads up above you, and then, then you still need to, to decide this, uh, how to transmit this, your, your message <laughs> through all this network. Uh, and, um, yeah. This is this is the problem of corporate world. Well, that's right. But still, then we look back at uh, like a leading what happened at the Lehman crisis, and then there's a uh, incessant dialogue between that the big banks and then uh, Federal Reserve and then the uh, Treasury and BC, and, and those uh, meetings report is that. Uh, the top ranking people have to decide on the spot. And in that sort of uh, pressure, uh, 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 those that the Wall Street bankers uh, had been through. But in Japan, probably any of the bankers can, could, could not do that. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay, the last one. To understand uh, Japanese uh, businessmen in negotiation, you need to follow the body language and uh, so-called read the air because uh, the words could be polite and not saying you the uh, real matter of the case. Well, I think that the politeness uh, does not necessarily in need. I think that the frank and then straightforward is uh, much, much more important. And then I think that a lot of people think that way. Mm -hmm. And then politeness, you don't have to behave like a diplomat over the, the business negotiation. So you, you, you actually may be direct and frank in, in your communication. And, I think and... that, yeah, frank and direct communication is much, much more important. And then that is a tool to establish your trust to the people, you, uh, against the people you have negotiations. But mm -hmm. uh, and then on account of having the frank and then heated discussions, you could make friends. That's my experience told me. Mm -hmm. But is it common to have this hidden agenda on the meeting uh, with, with in Japan? 
like saying one thing yeah then then uh, thinking how to use it in in your purpose well it's up to that what sort of responsibility you have so it is different situation depending on person yeah it is uh, not a common case it's without giving that mandate you can suggest the solution set right depends upon mm -hmm. the people mm -hmm. you can see the course of the action when you are familiar to the business mm -hmm. even though your position's low Right? Mm -hmm. So uh, how it is, uh, if somebody is saying you, yes, it is always yes, or it may be too, not to offend you and from this politeness uh, to say you yes. I prefer people say that uh, is truth, frank opinion, frank mm -hmm. comment, not mm -hmm. the politeness. Okay. And then, you know, too polite, uh, it's really something weird. Thank you. The final question to you uh, with this interview, uh, what would you advise uh, for the newcomers uh, to Japan? Mm. Do not go to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. So many things. But the common uh, advice is eat everything here in Japan. We like uh -huh. people who mm -hmm. like our food. And the same to Ukrainian. Ukrainian like uh, foreigners who eat Ukrainian food. So uh, it is a, a more hedonistic and gastronomical uh, um, relationship between people. Yeah. So if, if you eat local food, then you you are okay. <laughs> In a sense, yes. <laughs> I, I I agree. <laughs> I actually agree with question. that. Just, uh, just uh, <laughs> yeah, right. And then yeah, yeah. It, you, it, it, you know, it is one of the biggest associations with Japan. But if, if you if you talk, if you think about Japan, then you think about the food. <laughs> Good. Uh, thank okay. you. Thank you a okay. lot uh, for for the uh, for the conversation. I think that the one of the next conversations should be devoted to food only. Yeah, to Japanese <laughs> food. <laughs> okay. So, thanks a lot. Good.